Welcome to Beneath the Lights, the podcast for Minnesota Aurora FC. My name is Wes Burdine. This podcast is brought to you by Pence Homes Realty. Pence Homes is led by avid soccer fan Nate Pence. Nate works with home buyers and sellers throughout the Twin Cities metro area, and they are a proud sponsor of Minnesota Aurora FC. When Aurora took the field on May 26th, no one knew what to expect. This was a brand new team in a brand new league, and most fans didn't know much about any of these players. One of the biggest prospects was forward Morgan Turner, a Minnesotan from Wyzetta High School, who went on to light up the Big East for DePaul University. While she was there, Turner scored 31 goals, with 14 of those goals being game winners. And when she scored, DePaul had a mind-blowing record of 17-1-1. Turner went on to be Aurora's leading goal scorer with eight goals, and two days after the championship, Morgan was on a plane to Portugal, where she signed a professional contract with SCU Torrientes. Now that she's been there for over a month, we called up Morgan to talk about her career so far, the joy and heartbreak of her season with Aurora, and now the next stage of her career in Portugal. Well, I am delighted to be joined by star forward for the team SCU Torrientes in Portugal, Morgan Turner, formerly of uh, Minnesota Aurora, our leading goal scorer this year. Morgan, let me just start with this. You are in a beautiful summer town, city, I don't know what we consider, uh, Torres Vedras um, in Portugal. Tell me about where you are. Yeah, so I'm in a town, like you said, Torres. Um, it is about 40 minutes from Lisbon. Um, it's really beautiful here. Um, there's a lot of little cafes around the town, and it only takes me about 40 minutes on the bus to get to Lisbon. So it's super convenient. Um, so it's been really fun to live here. And it's by the beach. Yes, I actually went to the beach yesterday um, with my roommates, and it was a blast. Yeah, and is that... Like, are you with the roommates? Because you've got a couple, um, one American, a Canadian. You've got a few, like, English-speaking um, players on the team. Do you just, like, band together and when you've got free time, just go out and, and uh, explore Portugal? Yeah. Um, my roommates and I love to go to Lisbon together. Um, and some of my Portuguese friends have also showed me around where they live. Um, one of my friends is from Sintra, which is... Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's about 40 minutes to an hour from here. Um, and it's also just a beautiful part of Portugal. And so she showed us around there one day. So that was really fun too. Well, we'll, we'll do a, a whole separate podcast where you can do, give us all the travel tips, uh, around Portugal, uh, someday. Um, but I want to start a little bit and get to know you because we're really excited about your kind of move to professional soccer, but start back further. Um, you played soccer at Wyzetta High School. Um, and before that, you know, started as a kid, I I'm wondering if you remember specific moments from kind of playing when you were younger that, um, that you think back to of like being really defining or just making you love the sport or, or just, you know, early successes that, that kind of helped spur you on. Sure. Um, I always remember playing soccer with my dad, even, just kicking a ball around in my backyard. I remember being really fun. Um, my sister, of course, played soccer. And so we played a lot together um, just for fun. And then I remember 
I think I was seven or eight and I played on a rec team with a bunch of my friends and my dad was a coach. I think we were called the blue dolphins or something. (laughs) And I just remember it being so much fun. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I've always played soccer. I've always played with my friends and, um, yeah, I have a lot of really great memories from playing soccer when I was really young. Uh, Speaking of your sister, Maya, I believe, I just saw you tweet out this, this news article that, um, she's up at the university of Manitoba and is is kicking for the for the football team? Give me a, a brief update on that. And um, is she also good at soccer? And can we get her to play for Aurora? <laughs> um, you should definitely ask her if she wants to play for Aurora. I think that would be so much fun. Um, she is an amazing soccer player. But yeah, she did just start playing football um, at the University of Manitoba. And um, yeah, she's a kicker. And she played in their first exhibition game and kicked a field goal. And she was actually the first woman to score points in a Canadian university football game. So, um, yeah, she's um, done some amazing things. So I'm really happy for her. I'm curious about your positional history from youth to college to um, now being a professional. What are the skills that you have as a player that have led coaches to eventually put you out as a forward? Yeah. Um, I played outside mid for most of, um, my career. I think when I was younger, um, I played sweeper for like a season, maybe when I was 12, like center back. And then I think when I was a sophomore, I, in high school, I started to play forward more often in club soccer. And then by the time I was a junior in high school, I started playing forward um, full-time my club team. So um, I've pretty much played forward ever since then. I remember interviewing a, uh, a professional soccer a striker for, um, for Minnesota United who he could go back through and tell me, describe all of the goals of his career. And I thought, you know, back to like the first year when he... Um, do you have that kind of memory of like, Go, being able to remember like, oh yeah, I, I first goal at DePaul, I, I put away and it was a it was far post or something like that. Is that, or, or did you score so many that you just can't remember them all? Um, yeah, I definitely don't remember all of my goals. I remember my first goal at DePaul, um, but yeah, Tell I don't remember them all. Well, what was your first goal at, at DePaul then? Um, my first goal was against Pepperdine. It was at home and I'm pretty sure what happened was the center back tried to pass back to the goalie and I just was able to get there and score. Um, but we ended up winning one to zero. Um, and I think, and they were a really good team that year. So, um, yeah, definitely. That was a memorable one for me. Yeah. So let's talk about that switch from high school to DePaul. Cause we, you know, there's these, these steps up, um, did you find it difficult to to catch up uh, with that game, and and how long did it take you to to get that stride and and make your place on on the team? Yeah, I think it took me until about my junior year of college to really get in the flow of college soccer and just to reach the next level of play. I think just the speed of play my freshman year took me a little while to get used to, and of course, everyone is just a really amazing athlete at that level, and so. Yeah, I would say it took me until about my junior year to um, hit my stride and start to play how I wanted to. When you have to make that step up and adjust to speed of play, how do you do that? How do you get your, is it like a 
brain thing of, of like thinking faster or is it just cutting your brain out so you're no longer thinking? I'm sure it's then a step up to Torrance and trying to play at that speed. For sure. Um, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Decision making is definitely a big one. And I think part of that is awareness and knowing where I want to play the ball before I get it, for example. Um, and also just, I think it's something that takes a little bit of time to develop um, with playing at a high level and practice every day. What's the best relationship you've ever had with uh, with another player in terms of setting up chances and having that kind of mind meld so that they're putting it in the place where you can score the most goals? Um, that's a great question. I would say Mackenzie Langdock for sure, because we've played together since we were in fifth grade, I think, um, all the way through high school. And then we played on a couple summer teams together and then we played um, on Aurora together, of course. Um, we definitely always know where the other person is on the field. Um, and then in college, I would say um, Kristen Bose was on my team. Um, she's also my best friend from college. Um, and she always played me the perfect balls. Um, I don't know how she did it, but it was always exactly where I wanted it. Was the, was the on the play uh relationship because you were best friends or did you become best friends because she was giving you the most <laughs> chances to score goals um we became um pretty close pretty fast i think um she was a freshman when i was a junior um we had some other mutual friends on the team so yeah yeah Do- i think both contributed <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a biggest, uh, a, a best like triumph moment of, of that, uh, college era? Yeah. Um, my favorite memory from college was definitely my junior year. We were playing Georgetown at home in a regular season, Big East game. And, um, they were really good that year and we went into overtime and I ended up scoring the golden goal in overtime. So, um, that was a blast. I just remember that being a really exciting moment. Yeah. You majored at DePaul in political science. Um, what, I'm, I'm just curious about that. What, what led you there and, and yeah, why? Yeah, honestly, I just had no idea what I wanted to major in. And I think I switched my major about six or seven times. Sure. And I eventually took a political science class my sophomore year of college, I think. And I just found it really interesting. And um, so I just decided to take some more classes than that. And I just always had really amazing professors. And um, I love that I could pick and choose a lot of my classes based on what I was interested in. So um, yeah, I am doing political science. Have you been, uh, um, learning more about Portuguese politics yet, or, or you just stick into the beach and, uh, scoring goals? Um, stick to the beach and <laughs> I'm mostly just trying to learn the language at this point. So <laughs> yeah. How is that going? What's, uh, what's it been like? Um, it can be kind of challenging. Um, a lot of my teammates speak English and my coaches all speak English too. And they've been really good about translating things for me and, asking if I understand things, um, which is so nice. You speak Spanish, correct? I speak some Spanish. Okay. I might, or I took um, a lot of Spanish classes in high school and in college. So I have a little bit of foundation with that. 
Um, and my roommate is actually fluent in Spanish and already understands everything that is being said in all the meetings and things like that. But I'm definitely not there yet. It yeah. helps, but um, <laughs> it's it's still really hard for me. Um, let's talk about Aurora, which, which is, it's very funny. I was thinking about how, you know, obviously having helped co-found Aurora this season was something I had been thinking about and then immersed myself in. But for you guys, for our players, it was like a, a two month, you know, whirlwind. And then you're, you know, you went from college you went, or wherever people were coming from. And then now you're off, you're, you're in Portugal, et cetera. So I realized that um, your perspective on your time with us is is very from that lens of. Uh, but how did you get to uh, Minnesota Aurora? So I had seen some things about Aurora on Twitter um, over the fall and winter, I think, but I didn't really know what it was. And Matt Pravatsky actually DM'd me on Instagram sometime in January, asking me if I wanted to be on the team. And then he connected me with um, Coach Nicole. And then yeah. I was able to talk to her on Zoom. And yeah, I joined the team. Yeah. What, what was it, it like having, had you, have you ever had a, an all-female coaching staff like that? Yes. Um, all through college, I did. Oh, and I absolutely loved that. And so that was definitely something that drew me to the team. Um, I think it's so important to have female coaches. So um, yeah. I was really excited about that. What about it? Like, what, is there a specific aspect that just makes it easier or uh, understandable or, or something else or more effective? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can pick out something tangible, but sure. I feel like just because they've been exactly in our position. And I think sometimes it's just easier connect with female coaches. And um, I feel like there's just a little more trust between the coaching staff and the players sometimes. Yeah. Um, when you came to Minnesota, you got thrown in with a lot of players that you had never met before. Some you had played with previously. Um, but then, yeah, there's there's people. You've got the rap triplets coming out of nowhere, and and you've got lots of players all around. Um, how did that that go in terms of trying to really quickly get? Um, you know, we were just talking about chemistry, for example, for for goal creation. How did that go? Yeah, I feel like we all started playing together well right away, and I think we it was part. I think it was because we spent so much time together, um, both on the field and outside of soccer. We did a lot of team building um, before the season started. Um, we would go to um, someone's lake house every so often. And so I feel like we just became really close really fast. And I think that helped us a lot on the field. Um, that first match uh, at TCO Stadium Tell me about that experience of playing in front of, I'm now forgetting the number, but it was 5,500 or something like that. People, had you ever played in that kind of environment? And and then what did it do for you guys? Were you, did it lead to a lot of nerves? Um, I had not played in front of that many fans for sure. Um, yes, I remember talking about this with someone on the team, how... Um, the coaching staff had tried to prepare us for it, you know, saying we're going to have a lot of fans, like it's going to be a lot. And I kind of remember thinking like, oh, like, you know, I play <laughs> college soccer, like, you know, I, it's nothing I haven't really done before, but definitely stepping out onto that field and just feeling the energy coming from that many people was just unbelievable. Yeah. 
You you talked about getting to know each other with all these kind of um, team building things, but you also had road trips with kind of everyone on the buses. Um, do you have specific memories of those, um, of how that kind of helped? Or uh, did were there particular people who, who like aided morale on those trips? Um, yeah, for sure. I think Mariah was always just had so much energy. And I think she always just helped to boost the team's energy um, on every trip. Um, I think they were all really fun. And I think maybe the Green Bay one was my favorite just because it was a longer trip. And so we had more time to spend together. Um, so I and feel you like scored we a hat trick. That's, that, that makes a road trip good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> um, so one of the things that became, you eventually became our, our leading goal scorer. Uh, one of the things that was like the hallmark of the season was all the goal celebrations, but you don't have like the choreographed goal celebration most of the time. And actually what's really funny, and I noticed this watching um, some of the games at Tori it for someone who scores a lot of goals, it seems like your celebration is almost each time like surprised that you've scored a goal, like, Oh, Hey, I did that thing, which <laughs> I, th- I think is very funny. <laughs> but um, tell me, tell me like you're, you just didn't want to uh, come up with some uh, elaborate Macarena that, that uh, would go. That's not your style. Yeah. Um, I've never really created a goal celebration like that, but it was definitely fun to watch my teammates create them and take part in those. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to defend your uh, your lack of celebration. You can you can celebrate however you need to as long as you score the goals. So, um now you you've made this transition um from uh pre-professional to professional and it happened within a couple of days and I want maybe to ask you about the whirlwind of the final which was heartbreaking to two days later later right? You're on a plane to, to Portugal. And so I, I guess, tell me about the, the final and then that kind of transition and, and, and move. Yeah, for sure. Um, the final is definitely tough. Um, obviously we're really close. Um, I missed a PK in overtime that most likely would have helped us to win the game. So, um, that was really tough, but, you know, looking back on our season, um, I just felt like it was a really amazing experience and I was really proud of our team for everything that we'd accomplished. Um, but yeah, it was kind of crazy because I finished the game of course on Saturday and then, um, I left for Portugal really early on Monday morning. And so I basically had one day to, I hadn't started packing yet. So I packed (laughs) everything up on Sunday and I think I left my house at, 3 30 in the morning on monday morning and then i was on the field on wednesday so yeah it was kind of weird because i feel like i didn't have a whole lot of closure just because you know we had the game on saturday and i didn't really see anyone after the game yeah um and then yeah i was in portugal and so but i feel like it was a pretty smooth transition for me and of course i've been playing so much soccer so i felt really prepared to be here um, and I've been talking to a lot of my teammates since then. So, yeah. Did it help, uh, to get over that frustration just to be like, all right, I got a new thing. I got to move on to a new project and not let you dwell on it or, or. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually was able to take a PK in a game, um, 
in our second game and I scored it. So that was, um, <laughs> is that, that, was, um, that helped me a lot, but <laughs> behind you in the, the picture, which this is an audio format. So no one will see this, but is that your finalist medal back there? No, that's oh. actually, um, my team had like a scavenger hunt okay. challenge and we were split into groups and my group was the one that won. So I have, um, a number one medal in the background. I have, I think I have two things in my room right now and that's one of them. Yeah, so, yeah. so at least you're collecting trophies already. Um, so what's the experience been like on the pitch at Torrance? Has that been a, a tough, uh, adjustment or, or what has it been like? Yeah, I would say, um, in some ways it's been challenging just with the language barrier and with my teammates who don't speak English, it's kind of tough sometimes trying to communicate where, you know, I want the ball on the field or where they want the ball. Um, or just some things get lost in translation and explain the drills or going over film or things like that. Um, but I feel like our team has been able to click pretty fast and I feel like we're learning how to play together. Um, it's different because the age range is a lot different than um, college, of course, and even Aurora, just because we have, I think the youngest player on our team is 18. And then we also have someone who's 29. Mm -hmm. And so we all just come from really different places, um, which is so much fun. Um, but it also can be a little bit of a challenge just to come together and learn, you know, how we play and things like that. So, yeah. Um, and I think if I'm up to date on your stats, you've got uh, two goals this last weekend. You had uh, two goals previous to that. So that's four goals in four games. You took a break off one, uh, scoring one week just to, just to let other people have a chance. <laughs> uh, so obviously yeah. that part has, has gone pretty well, right? You, you're, you're in the team, you're scoring goals and, and are you feeling, uh, um, pretty confident about your soccer these days? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been having so much fun and, um, I've been able to connect with a lot of my teammates on the field, especially, um, I've been playing on the left side as a left forward and then the left outside back is my roommate. So we've been able to connect a lot. Um, so that's been helping me too. Yeah. I will say one thing for listeners who want to buy an SCU Torrance, uh, Morgan Turner Jersey, everything is apparently sold out on the shop. And I know this from experience from trying to buy, and I see, I was even willing to buy it. And then I was going to take the Aurora heat press and do the turner on the back for me, but they, I can't, I don't think I can buy a Jersey right now. So can you put a word into the shop people that they need to get back in stock? For sure. Okay. Um, I need to get a couple for my friends, so I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah. Put, put me on that list of, of people I, somewhere in the, in the middle. Um, and in terms of, the 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 rest of it in Portugal. You, you said you've kind of been uh, relaxing it there. What else uh, can you can you sell us on on visiting Portugal in terms of the the best uh, tourist sites that that you've seen? Yeah, um, I haven't visited a ton of tourist sites, but definitely there are a lot of fun places to go in Lisbon and in Sintra. I went to the Palacio. I don't know what it's called. Exactly, but there, it's basically just a really big palace in Sintra, Sintra and um, it's really beautiful. I would definitely recommend that. There are a ton of beaches. We've driven um, through Porto on the way to some of our away games, and mm -hmm. that also seems like a really fun city. And 
I've been outside the sporting stadium, which also looks really fun. So yeah. I definitely want to make it to a sporting or a Benfica game, um, hopefully in Champions League. So yeah. Well, you've got some time. Uh, hopefully you can use your off time well there. Um, the season runs until until when? I think my last game is on May 21st. Okay, cool. Um, Aurora season probably kicks off a week later, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, well, my mind. <laughs> Morgan, it, it's really great talking to you. Uh, I, I think a lot of I speak for a lot of people in saying it's it's really exciting to see um, our players, uh, move on and, and accomplish really cool things. And, um, listeners can, you can go to the SCU Torients Facebook site where they, um, they stream all the games. And so I, I've been able to catch a, a couple of them so far and it's, it's a lot of fun watching you play and score goals. So thanks so much for your, uh, for giving us the time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Beneath the Lights, brought to you by Pence Homes. Visit their website at pencehomes.com. That's P-E-N-T-Z, homes.com. Music provided by Big Quarters. Big Quarters.